Invisible. So sometimes we have interesting conversations on this show. <laughs> and then sometimes, <laughs> sometimes not. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello and welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit Podcast. My name is Crofton Steers. I am the Marty McFly of this podcast with me. As are with me every week are uh, the Doc Brown of this podcast. I'm talking about Michael Hodgins. Welcome, Michael. Hello. Yeah, I think it's a double dip. But go ahead. And, uh, and of course, the Biff Tannen of this podcast. I'm talking about <laughs> Mo Schwartz. Oh. I hate shit. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's true. Ah, uh, Biff, every was, man. Was that a double dip? I think so. The dot when you said the dot, I was like, mm, I, it's it's tweaking a memory. All right. Well, anyways, I didn't. I anyways, didn't no one's fact dip. checking this, Crofton. So, how are you gentlemen doing today? Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty good. Uh, looking forward to doing a show finally. Um, because yeah, we been, missed a week. Yeah, and and you know, uh, it's just getting to be summer. We did an episode on daylight savings time, and today I actually heard that we're moving the clocks again. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for that extra hour of sunlight I'm going to have. It's I don't funny care that... if I lose sleep. I want that sunlight. I understand that, but it definitely tweaked when I was aware that it was happening again. I was like, god damn daylight savings time. It should just be half an hour difference, and it should never change. I don't want to revisit this whole topic, but I'm like, it seems like such a simple fix to not have to move your clocks. Speaking of simple fixes, um, I'm off this week, which uh, not everyone may know, but I took a, a week vacation, a staycation, if you will. And uh, and uh, when my lovely wife paid for uh, for a spa treatment for us, and I went and I, and I had a massage today, um, have either of you guys been for a, a massage delivered by a professional, not like a loved one's massage, but like a real massage? Yeah, I've had me a few real massages. Uh, no. But I am for, a real masseuse. For, okay. For the ladies. Uh, Let's ignore that comment. <laughs> I've, already, I've already blown way past it. Okay, so... <laughs> Here's the thing. First off, Bo, you should totally do it sometime. Uh, it's really, it, it's really great. Pretty, pretty relaxing. But also, it 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 strikes me as like like I like to think of myself as not a weird or gross guy. Like I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't have an abundance of body hair. I don't sweat very easily. Wait, wait, um, back that up. Some weird guys have body hair. I'm just. I'm, you're, I, you're basically describing both sweaty and hairy. I, I, I'm just saying, like, like you're like weird people, like Bo. <laughs> I don't mean to single out Bo or the late Robin Williams, but but the point is, is that like this, you know, I come in and like you, you have to specify if you want a, a male or a female masseuse, and um, and uh, Jesse did it for me and specified a lady, which whatever, thank you, Jesse. Wow. But at the same at the same point, I I wouldn't I couldn't care less, and I've had both male or female masseuses. But like if I'm you know she's this fairly small lady and all that sort of stuff, and I'm like kind of a regular guy, so in terms of size and 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 hairiness and all that sort of stuff. But like it occurs to me that like you must have to like as as a massage person 
who is studying and is a very detailed sort of technique. They have to know like all the muscles. It's like, it's not just, you know, there's a lot to it is what I'm saying. It, so it's, it's very cerebral in many ways. And, but at the same time you have to deal with like, sometimes like really gross people. And maybe she's like, this guy's really gross. Look at his feet. And I can't blame her. My feet could do better. But, uh, you know, like, I just think there's being a masseuse is kind of a, I was talking to Jesse about it. And I was like, like, what is the ceiling in terms of career as a masseuse? You know, like, do you just be like, okay, well, you know, I'm hired by a spa, so I've reached the top of my well, profession. Like, what do you I do? I imagine someone might actually be passionate about it. Like, let's not take the everyday masseuse, but let's take the A-type, prototypical, I want to be a masseuse type people. They have to, they, they probably don't have the hangups that we do about touching and personal space and things that, and and even the images of like thinking of people as gross or not, like they're just not wired that way. I'd have well, to. And, they, and they also probably they probably get a variety. If you say they need a lot of gross people, that's probably true. And they also probably get to massage a lot of attractive people. Uh, maybe people that are like out of their league, but are like, oh, I get to rub this person's body because it's my job. Um, <laughs> don't, also, don't let Mike it's become a masseuse. <laughs> it's occurred to me. Well, that's what a masseuse does. They rub your body. <laughs> I've had True. a massage uh, it seems... mostly from men, actually. Yeah, okay. And they rub your body all over. That's all over. They... All over, Go, on. Go on. Go uh, on. But it's funny. You made me think because I often thought, you know, because doctors are very well esteemed in our society. You know, like, mm -hmm. oh, oh, is he? She's a doctor. Or he's a doctor. And you're like, oh. But mostly a doctor. Someone's coming to the doctor's office like, oh, doc, I got some kind of discharge happening here. You know, like mostly they're dealing with disgusting stuff of the human body. Yet we're like, oh, a doctor. Yeah. And it's like it's hard to be a doctor. But often they're just looking at nasty, gross problems people yeah. have with their bodies. Uh, so that and reminds me of a story. People are disgusting. It reminds me of a story. They're looking at it and they're wearing gloves and there's a nurse yeah, yeah. or a nurse does the work. You I, know, I, like, I, I don't a, know. Because I, I, I was going for an std check and i'm pretty sure she was a doctor she was very attractive she said pull down your pants <laughs> STD machine she, was, she, was, <laughs> she was like pull down your pants and i was like oh my god i'm gonna pull down my pants there's my wiener out and then she stuck it jammed a q-tip into my penis and i was like this isn't fun and oh, imagine geez. that being your job you some i mean i Somebody comes in and is like, I think I have an STD. He's like, well, take off your pants and let me stick a Q-tip in there. And <laughs> like in there, like it, it was, oh, it's yeah, they horrifying. Do, like, kind of gross And it was stuff, worse it's because like... she's like handling my scroll. You know, she's got to steady yeah, it and put it. Like, it's not like a, she just tries you. to push it. She's got to, you know, clutch the stuff and get it in there. And, Ugh. and. There's nothing I sexy really about do it. I apologize for the direction this No, but, no, no, but it, body it's, she's a doctor. It's a professional. Someone needs to do it. And if she happens to be attractive, there's nothing sexy about it. I didn't walk out of there going like, oh, sweet. I was like super embarrassed. I was in pain. And I was probably being a big baby about it because really it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, and just think we're penis. of the age where pretty soon we're all going to have to be getting our prostates <laughs> examined. And just think of that when you're the doctor, you have to do the old finger prostate yeah. But exam. Oh, I'm dreading that day. It comes up. I with, think about with it. With continually like, older and grosser men. Like, men are not getting more attractive as they get older. They're getting less. And you have to check their butts with your finger more. So being a doctor, you know, that's why they get paid the big bucks. Not because of the esteem, because of the disgusting stuff they have to do. Yeah, so masseuse is probably like, at least I don't have to stick my finger in anyone's yeah. butt. This is Imagine a great job. <laughs> well, geez, thinking of, speaking of disgusting things we have to do, I'm more than eager to 
start the random topic generator and move on. All right, Mike. Uh, Give it a go. Give I, I read this choice of conversation. I've learned a lesson. I liked it. This is one of our best ones, I think. I like talking about butts. <laughs> All right, Mike, give it a give it a pull. You should have been a doctor, Bo. <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like Crofton's super opposed to the idea of me being a doctor. I wouldn't go see you. Yeah. Um the um topic today is flying cars. Oh, sweet. We've got... I guess this is a fictional... Yeah, it's a... it's a f- It doesn't exist, but it's a real idea that exists out there. It's an it's, idea. It's a, it's a real <laughs> thing that could... I mean, I think we, we, we have planes, and planes are not cars. But if you just <laughs> shrink down the plane cabin to a point... <laughs> like, go on, Bo, Professor. <laughs> if you shrink down the plane cabin to a size similar of that of a car, I mean, you have a flying you, car. You are aware that Look, there are small planes. You are aware that 20 years ago there was, like, no internet, and if I told you you'd have the power of the internet in your pocket on a cell phone, you'd be like, uh-huh, well, go read your Arthur C. Clarke 2010-2001 science fiction novel. But also keep in mind that if you go back to the 1960s, people were like, in the year 2000, we're all going to be driving around in flying cars and living on the moon. And none of that happened. The quintessential, I think, of the Jetsons, which was set in 2062. And it was – like it was like a hundred hundred years after, but like I I've read multiple times like they talk especially in talk our discussion on Star Trek we talked about this about how science fiction ideas lead to you know the spurring of the imagination in scientists and and and, and in the way that we grow as a society and things things keep evolving and I I I, I love science fiction and I keep thinking trying to think of you know story ideas for writing and all that sort of stuff and um. Right now, the big thing in terms of transportation is like you know self-driving cars, right? Like we're as this is becoming a a, a bigger and bigger thing, and uh, like I'd like to think that when you know when I'm old and gray, the most cars will be at least self-driving, you know, self-driving cars, and which is which was a, a science fiction conceit and everything from Minority Report to other, you know, to other uh, you know science fiction things. So. I would like to think flying cars is one of those things that people are are have an interest in moving towards. It's in so many different science fiction uh, properties. And sometimes when you're walking around a congested city or like you're in the freeway and you just look up and you see all this open space, you think to yourself, geez, how could we pollute that? <laughs> well, it's funny because um, I think it's the first thing that came to mind uh, when this topic came up to me was that – was that if if we get flying cars, they'll be self-driving cars, and what's funny about that, like that's what will have to happen. But in my brain, if I want to, I want a flying car if such a thing existed, because I want to drive it around. You know, I wanted to be able to kind of like hover and go to some weird place. You know, that you can't get to in a car just because you have a flying car. 
But, like, the fact is if everyone had a flying car where they're like, sweet, I'm going to go for a spin in my flying car, you'd basically just litter a city with corpses of stupid humans because there is no way that flying – like, just imagine freeways flying that are all piloted by someone just, like, looking around trying to check their blind spot. And then they're like, oh, shit, I forgot to check my blind spot. I crashed into the car next to me. And then your car comes down and goes into a building. It's like – it's really bad idea like flying cars are actually a terrible idea uh if you don't have something like anti-gravity which um <clears throat> we don't have uh <laughs> so so it's like the yes. fail safes the fail safes are not there uh and it's just like you can have redundancy systems or whatever but like if it crashes into another car that's flying it's gonna come down in a big heap and if it's in anywhere near city it might just really cause a lot of damage so i feel like the only way those things are going to work is if it's like computers controlling the whole system because like you can't trust human beings so practicality aside and it is it something that is worthwhile pursuing like there's obviously to reach that point we'd have to put as a species a tremendous amount of energy and resources into is this something is this something worth having or like should we be like what is the future of transport if it's not like like we know we're right now we're heading towards self-driving automated vehicles past that is it is is, does that make sense is it a good thing to have these things yes because we did an episode just recently about parking tickets and so i feel like with the advent of flying cars we have we will also have flying spaceports so that we can explain. Yeah, like you'll go up. You're like, sweet, there's parking available next to that cloud. You go over there and then you come back and then there's a parking ticket on your hood. You're like, God damn it. <laughs> this is a no parking cloud. Uh, <laughs> How do they get up here? <laughs> but I feel but, like, uh, you know, because if you live in an apartment building, for example, I wouldn't have to park on the bottom floor. I could pull up next to, you know, the door on the outside of my place, hook in my car. And, and I love fifth it. element like yeah, yeah that's exactly yeah. what I've been thinking of this whole time is when you were talking about driving and like I was I was imagining Bruce Willis like you know nose diving his car in the fifth you know in the fifth yeah element. like <laughs> and, and, and then and then like you know that in in turn was you know derived from Blade Runner and all these these other things pretty much every version of the future for the past few years I saw this episode of Doctor Who a few years back where it was set like. Uh, in a future on a, a future earth or something where they're just like everyone's perpetually stuck in traffic and the whole episode takes place oh, in like good, this it's multi-level a, it's a good traffic episode. jam I, it's a good episode i've seen it i like that one it, it, and so so like it's they live their whole lives in the traffic jam yes people who have just yeah and that are living in their cars in this traffic jam um what i what i just wonder is like it seems like every almost every version of the far enough future that we think of involves flying cars so is this a absolute destination that we're for sure gonna you know eventually head in or is it just like you know and i know it seems like ridiculous it seems like far away and fantastical and all that sort of stuff we have airplanes now and it's like at one point that technology's got to improve uh it feels like it's been like We've had the right. When did the Bright Brothers take off? In like 1913 or something like something crazy like that. Like a, barely a hundred years. Yeah, yeah, and but like it feels like since the 60s or whatever, since Don Draper was taking his planes or whatever, that it's it's been fairly stagnant in terms of air yeah. travel. Yeah, since the 60s, a lot of things have been stagnant. 
including like space travel, which is only now starting to kind of like pick up steam again. So, I mean, like, I think that there, yeah, there will be pretty almost any sci-fi thing you think you think about, uh, you know, given enough time is is a possibility and even right now like i'm sure you guys have seen these videos they're basically prototypes of flying cars which look awesome by the way like i saw this one and it was like it looked like a motorcycle with these four giant fans you know two in the front two in the back and this guy was riding it, it looked like a motorbike i'm like i want that thing it looks awesome uh but you know they're also misleading at the moment because you look you, also the thing about airplanes and um you know, like like they require a lot of space and and they use a lot of fuel. You know, like a like a jet plane compared to a car is a lot like a lot less efficient. Uh, so if you have like a little thing like like and you think of an airplane as being cumbersome because it requires like a runway to take off and you know I assume if I have a flying car I want it to go like right up in the air. It's not like here's my 200 foot runway down the street. You know, like just that just doesn't make sense for me. Uh, but to do that requires like tons of energy, right? And I think at the moment, the problem is things like um, having energy dense enough and light enough to have in your vehicle and still get you somewhere. So like when you see these awesome like hovering little car things or like, have you guys seen the video with the dude standing on basically a hoverboard and he's like flying around this lake? It's pretty awesome. And he's a Quebec guy, actually, who made this thing. It looks super sweet. He just, like, flies around this lake. He's standing on a hoverboard, basically, mm-hmm. and it worked. But they're kind of a misnomer because you're like, oh, my God, I want that thing. But then you're like, it only flies for, like, two minutes, and then it's out of juice, right? It's used all its juice. And 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 it's kind of like that's the same thing with the flying car. You see it in, in the, and they're working on the prototypes. It's like, yeah, it flies, but, like, for what, three minutes? You know, like, if I want a flying car – I want to like fly out to the mountains and go to like cool spots and explore and come back. You know, you need it to be able to go for a while. And at the moment, we don't have dense enough energy storage in the form of fuel or or electricity and batteries to let you do something like that. It requires so much energy. Um, what what happened? <clears throat> Crofton is muted. Crofton, you're muted. I like how it was polite of you to let him interrupt you, even though he's muted, because you weren't finished what you were saying. Because that's that's like, no, no, I, I, and thanks, guys. What what I was gonna say is just like that's further along than I thought it was. Like those those technologies and and uh, you know, like if it's just there's there's electronics and different things that have come out that have very low battery life, and then through multiple generations or through refinement and and even looking at at solutions and it could be down the pipe you 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 come up with ways to to draw more more energy and make things last longer so all of that um sounds fairly optimistic where i get like sort of like i don't want to see doomy doomy and gloomy is um is like if 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 it runs on clean energy if this whatever these flying vehicles look like if they run on clean energy then that's fantastic but like right now we're trying to get off a dependent on petrol and like we are not anywhere close but we're making you know we're making steps self-driving cars could you know could definitely um help we're talking about uh, you know uh, tesla and, and um ethanol and all that sort of all the steps that we're taking to eventually get to a point so if we get to a point where we're able to make all land cars hundred percent clean let's just say all land cars are hundred percent clean but then some yahoo's like hey i invented this flying car and it takes jet fuel and it's going to pollute the shit out of the earth 
and everybody's like flying car all right and then we all jump back like i mean i feel like we're just refining what we have now and to to jump into a whole other arena um that may require like you know high pollutants or or stuff like that may not be the the smartest thing when we should be spending energy like really concentrating on all, all our energies in refining what we got now yeah and, and i think that's i actually think that's a good point because you know if you just to think about it like this with it with a car and how much energy it takes to you know do okay so you can push a car i push lots of cars i've had a lot of shit cars that broke down and i've you know you were like oh i'll put it in neutral push it off the road yeah. you know unless it's a giant car you can push it you know yourself yeah. try now picking that car up there's no fucking way you can pick up a car, but you can push a car. And that just gives you a sense of like, okay, how hard is it to roll something on the ground and how hard is it to lift it up? And then so your point about energy is like it's a huge, huge consideration. And and maybe because, you know, I was talking about those things that actually work right now, and I think they mostly run on batteries. And so, yeah, you're pumping electricity into it. And, and right now there is a <clears> – <throat> There's been a limit on battery technology for quite a while. They keep saying there's going to be a breakthrough. Maybe that'll be it. But still, like, where are you sourcing that electricity from? And, and and just the fact that if it takes that much more energy to just make your stupid car fly rather than, you know, you're like, i got to go to the store and pick up some milk and you get in your flying car and go, like, five blocks and set it down versus roll over on your wheeled car. Like, it's going to take so much more. It's so much more wasteful to take a flying car, even though it's sweet. You know, like, it's not a good reason. Hmm. And, like, a helicopter uses so much fuel. Like, you know, these things cost, like, you know, you hear things like it's a thousand dollars an hour to fly a helicopter or something like that. It's, it's, um, it, what we're really talking about here is is the fight with gravity. Like, how do we? Yes, gravity, gravity is strong. Gravity is literally holding the planet and everything we know together, and everything the way is the way it is on the planet in part because it has to live in this in gravity for the most part. At least if it's out out of the water, I don't know how it affects things in the water, but. I assume it's gravity still affected by gravity. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I just think when you're in water, you float. So it's like, is yeah, there, that's, is there, that's is there less gravity? Is. What is anyway? So not that we're doing a physics no. lesson here, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but I'm not falling on the Earth as quickly. But it's probably because there's, but you're res- in something. There's resistance because I'm there's. It's not resistance. It's density stuff. Okay, so the water <laughs> has density, so therefore I don't. Yeah, and you're and you're generally like or about as dense as water. But we're you're much less dense than so some you're, would you're, say you're denser. <laughs> <laughs> you're um, about the same. That's why you're like neutrally buoyant in water, right? Because you're yeah. like you're about the same. You're made of water, so you're right. about the same density. Okay, so it's, it's like when you when you you well, never mind. It's a dumb example. It has nothing <laughs> to do with gravity. Go on with. But your anyways, point. but no, the point is gravity. Like the point is solving how to defeat it. Uh, it when I say cost effectively, I mean. The cost being the energy resource that it currently takes to defeat gravity, say with airplanes, which is quite a bit, right? Like it's got to build a very sophisticated machine to get off the ground. It's got to be fueled properly. It's riddled with dangers, so you have to be extra safe with it. You can't just and, quickly pump one out and sell it on at a used flying car sale shop. Well, and, and even <clears> with <throat> I just want to jump because your point about airplanes, like because I got some. Uh, a uh, hippie friend, Janice. You guys know my friend Janice. I think mm-hmm. you've met her. Yeah, she's great. Um, Hi, Janice. <laughs> I think she has listened to this podcast before. Anyways, and she works in clean energy stuff, like solar panels and stuff like that. Okay. And she's, she lives her principles. So she was going out west, you know, and 
we're in the kind of eastern side of Canada for any listeners, and you know, west is far enough. Takes I drove it a couple years ago. It's like four solid days of driving, and she was just going out there for for I don't know a week or something, and she drove four days and then four days back to stay out there for a week. And I was like, man, why don't you take a plane? And she's like, oh, it's way more. Your carbon footprint's way lower. Even if you're in a plane with 200 people on it, if you drive alone in your car, she said it was less of a carbon footprint than getting on the plane with 200 people. That's how much fuel those things use. And I was like, wow, I did not realize that. Because when you're in a car driving for four solid days, you're like, man, I'm I'm polluting a lot is how it feels. But the plane uses that much fuel that even if it's taking 200 people, it's still polluting way, way more. Like, yeah, yeah. it's kind of crazy. Yeah, but if you think if you think about like two, um, uh, there's ultralights um, that are that are essentially um, s- s- gliders slash motorized aircraft that were for one maybe two people, and, and you can take off and there's regulations around where you can fly them and, and this sort of thing. They fall in the same realm as sort of hang gliders and all that. But they're a, they're a little one one two person vehicle that flies. But what they lack is for the most part is first of all they require a sizable amount of expertise to to run but secondly they, as mike mentioned earlier they you know you if you want a car that is self flying you want total con- you want total convenience cuz that's what you have now you can pull your vehicle out of your driveway and go you know you're not going to an airport or going to you know requiring a runway to take off and and bow your your mentioning of gravity and, and and as mike said earlier about the like until we have a solution at like a convenient anti gravity um solution it, it's it's all going to be uh, any sort of solution um, towards flying cars is going to be haphazard, I guess, at at best. And I, I I recognize that. I think though, like if I'm thinking about uh, a utopic uh, future for mankind in terms of like, like I mean, let's think about it. if you had let's in in an ideal way, if you had a clean flying car that was auto that was automated in such a way that there weren't the the accidents that might happen were were uh, mentioned were much less common all that was everything was automated then i mean you wouldn't have to the amount of say roads that you would have to build and that sort of thing be way less the amount of blasting through the environment you'd have to do be way less i mean like ideally if the if they worked well and, and they were clean uh, energy, then, I mean, they would be amazing, I would think. Like, I don't see much in the way of down. The downsides are the accidents would be extremely bad. And and if you could avoid that somehow through, like, automization, then amazing. And, and like, uh, the amount of energy right now it takes to defy gravity. If you, so those are two big workarounds. Like, you need to get around those. But if you could, it feels like this would be a, a, a net positive for people the, the road the road idea is one i'm like that's a solid point because i'm like man the network of roads and to maintain those roads and in this country and the united states too there's always this con- conversation about uh, crumbling infrastructure and you think of these freeways with all these concrete overpasses and stuff like that and you're you know it's, it's it'd be interesting to factor in what impacts those things have and weigh those against you know future efficiencies and energy and that is a pretty interesting yeah, but even if, yeah. and it's funny. Oh, sorry, Bo. Go ahead. No, I agree. Because with, with flying cars, we don't need any of that. Let's see if it just becomes accepted, right? Like, it, I guess even with flying but, cars, but, you'd have flying truckers. 
Like you wouldn't need the roads for goods and services because well, commodities. Well, computers could... doing it. Well, there's that too. But you know, to get bananas to your city and your grocery stores, you'd have a banana tr- banana flying banana truck. But then the other thing about that, because there's talk about the, the bringing back of the Zeppelin, mm-hmm. um, and uh, or the Wait, blimp, what? the, the Who lamer wants to version. Bring back the Zeppelin. Oh, I've seen a lot of things. This has been around for a long Germans. time. Like we're talking heavy lift Zeppelins or blimps okay. uh, that would be helium powered. Though I heard recently that we're entering a shortage of helium in the world. Oh, really? You know that they mine helium. I was like, that's where it comes from. I figured it was some like chemical plant or something where they made helium, but they just dig it up out of the ground. Isn't so there's weird? a limited supply of helium. Kind of weird. Yeah, it's in the ground. And then you drill down, and you're like, "Oh shit! Here's some helium. We can we can sell this to clowns and stuff." Yeah, so apparently, you know what's wrong is they haven't made that movie. Like, there's there will be blood with the oil. Where's my helium movie? I think a lot more people would be aware of helium if they wouldn't just but make oil movies. Yeah. Anyways, my sister-in-law is always complaining about it because she works in the, like you know in a hospital, <laughs> and they use things like liquid helium uh-huh. to cool. Um, to cool super magnets for MRI machines, and it's, okay. there's a shortage of helium. And she's like, "Why are people putting it in balloons?" And I was like, "Well, oh, clowns." <laughs> That's hilarious. I've never heard yeah. that before. That's amazing. Yeah, like helium's a really useful thing, and to just put it in balloons and like let it fly away yeah. is like stupid. And anyone's like, "Why would you just let it go away?" <laughs> I've never heard because literally, if thing. you take helium, That's let amazing. it go, it goes up out of the, it goes into space. You're like, it's gone forever. I, I feel like you shedded some ignorance away. Like we did a show about ignorance. I had no idea any of what you just said to me two minutes ago. And my brain feels I think, like I, I think it'd, it'd be funny if helium was also the secret ingredient to cure cancer. And it's like, and they're, and the clouds are like, look, I talk funny, kids. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they do like a longevity study, and like the average clown lives to be 130. You're like, what's, what's up? The helium. They never get cancer. Um, yeah. It, but it my, point, my point was is that. For things like freight and stuff, uh, a helium and bringing back the blimps has been – now, it's not quite what I think it was a flying car, but as a, if you make them big enough that they can carry, like, tons of freight. And apparently it's like they, – they move slower, you know, uh, but they don't use as much energy because they essentially are kind of anti-gravity or they're balancing out, you know, the effect of gravity through this lighter-than-air – again, it's density thing. Mm-hmm. And that's neat um, if we can find the helium. Uh, but But it's like – that's not a flying car. You get in like a blimp and you go like super slow somewhere. It's not the same uh, and get blown around by the wind, you know, as just getting your sweet flying car and driving someplace. Yeah. And I was thinking again, like how, you know, it was like a sci-fi idea, but it's also, you know, and like a lot of sci-fi fantasy are lumped together. It's also a fantasy idea. Like when I think about a flying car, I, I equate it with freedom, you know, where you're just like, you get in this vehicle you just go someplace. You go someplace, you know, where right now you're limited by roads. and Where we're know. going, there will be no roads. Wait, what's the line from Back to the Future? Where we're going. Damn it. I used Back to the Future to open this show. I know. It was going to be like a clever connection. Damn it. You blew it. Uh, uh, so, but, but yeah, like that's what I think of. You get in your flying car and then you it. just go wherever. You're like, wow, isn't that awesome? You could just take your flying car and explore the world. It sounds awesome. But... It's sort of like out of touch with reality, and and you know I've tried to I've tried to come back, back to reality. These <laughs> my ideas and my verdicts, and also thinking about like why do we commute? Because um, you're muted again, Crofton, incidentally. But but no, my, I'm, my... I'm mumbling to myself. It's I think it's where we're going. We won't need roads. Yeah, it's no. I just I just looked it up. It's it's Doc Brown going. 
roads. Where we're going, we don't need roads, Marty. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Mike. Continue. But then, but then they do go to a place, and there's air roads. I remember that they're following the air. There's like, anyways, whatever. Uh, because you would need <laughs> <Air> those too. <laughs> because if you just took off your flying car and drove up in the air, some other your neighbors like, sweet, going for a ride, and just slide, sw- you know, side swipes you, and you both die. Uh, but again, I think it's this idea of freedom. And then he's like, why do we commute? And you're like, oh, wouldn't it make commuting so much better and blah, blah, blah. But I think technology is going to take us in a different place where it's like we're not going to need to commute as much because we'll just be able to seamlessly work from wherever we want. Like I feel like that's – you know, you think of like being stuck in a traffic jam being the freedom of your flying car. But in reality, you just be like, well, I just won't go to work. I'll work from home because I you know, have all these interfaces and and – you know, connectivity, you can, who cares where you live? You can work anywhere. Like, I think that's the future and that the flying car is at best going to be a leisure toy for the rich. Like, that's what it's probably going to be. Yeah. um, Okay. Well, hang on. In the short, in the short term, maybe, but in the the long term. Sorry, Crawford, the thing that's great about this idea, I just want to point out is that it is an idea, not a reality. So when you come up with arguments, like we could bump into each other, well, we could have force fields. Like we could have proximity detectors, like shoot, you know, that automatically stop make things. Like we can build other science fiction ideas on our science fiction idea. That doesn't necessarily mean it's not worth pursuing. Because I think when we talk about the idea of flying cars in the context of today, since they don't actually, they're prototypes and experiments, but nothing that truly exists as a mass commercial product or as a thing. We have to say, is it worth expending energy on? It's like the helium question, but for cars. Should we be using helium in our balloons and balloon-related technology? But, I mean, some people would just say that, like, you know, all all any new development is market-driven. And Mm. it's like, if I guess the question is more like, do people want flying cars? And I feel like the answer is probably yes. (laughs) Probably yes, people want flying cars. (laughs) And if people want flying cars, then there will be flying cars. It's more like, will they be affordable for you know the common people or practical like not originally just like the tesla cars are not affordable right now like you know they will be it's funny because not to bring everything back to the legend of zelda that just came out and i've been playing and has been occupying 90 (laughs) percent of my where did that come from my brain thought but this game that i've been playing super amazing by the way one of the big things that differentiates it from other type of games that came through has come before is that you can climb everything like literally there's no invisible walls your guy can just climb if there's a mountain it even it makes no sense he's just go like climbs up it just goes you can go you can literally go anywhere Hmm. and i realized like having played a shit ton of video games in my life believe it or not that that this had been something that i had not really ever like it it's almost revolutionary when you sort of experience it because you're just used to having these limitations all the time you've you've just grown accustomed to them and and when i think when mike is explaining the fantasy of flying cars the impression the freedom that i get when i'm playing this game as opposed to the ones i played before it makes me think like the people have a dis- when, when when somebody experiences it when somebody when somebody you know like tries a a prototype or whatever it's going to be like virtual reality there like virtual reality is is a slow growing thing it's going to be an aha moment for that person and then eventually uh we're going to get to a stage where where these things will be you know commonplace and existing i guarantee the three of us will be long dead 
for the for us to get that that far along but yeah, who knows like things have moved fast in the 37 years <clears throat> yeah since i don't I- know honestly honestly like if it could be sooner than, than you think i'm i'm reading this book right now it's about technology advances and and i just i only mentioned it because this one person who works in like this technology field had this quote where they're like you know how when you look in the rear view mirror of your car and it says objects in your mirror in this mirror are closer than they appear and then this person said well now that's looking out your windshield so objects in the future are closer than they appear like they were saying that's how much technology is ramping up so w- when i think of stuff like huh. the fact that the self-driving cl- cars are going to come online soon well are already are driving around in california and could be driving around in our city ottawa pretty soon apparently because we have some tech sector here and that are going to try to get into that uh so if that comes around and i've been hearing about these breakthroughs in battery technology like about to happen and i've seen the prototypes of these flying cars that already exist like drone technology and lightweight materials have made it so that you can make a flying car it's just the energy density is not there but if all these things if they make if the breakthrough in batteries comes soon which it probably will because people want better batteries, uh, and then you have you have these AI technologies which are able to drive the thing, so that even if you drive it manually, it can do exactly what Bo said, where it's like, yeah, you're not going to crash into your your buddy because all these cars are sort of sending out signals saying don't crash into anyone. This could be something that exists in like 15 years, which sounds crazy, maybe even less. Hey, do you know uh, that that augment like um, robot arms are now exist? Yeah, like case. all this stuff. They is, literally like, can read your the elect, electric signals in your hand, and you can do hand motions. Yeah, though those have been kind of around for a, a while. I can remember watching a Jean Claude Van Damme movie called Cyborg, where the concept was very science fiction, and yet there is there are people now walking around without a, without an arm who can now manipulate things using robotics with it. Yeah, I mean, all to say that technology is moving fast, and it's only going to move faster. So, like, and I would say if anything's going to hold this the flying car up it's probably going to be regulatory stuff because technology is speeding up but like i'll tell you government processes not so much so in terms of like uh the different jurisdictions like wading through like how are you going to secure borders everyone's got a flying car they're like sweet i think i'll just go fly over the border like and like it's just it's it's really complicated and messy so i bet you like that'll be the thing that will really stop their I've got, the, I've got the idea. You have a, you'll have a fence of um, border drones that you'll have to erect because we do have drones. They are a thing, like many different types of drones. So they don't carry passengers, but they can. The concept's there on a micro scale. You can buy a consumer drone that can float around for quite a quite a bit, right? Or maybe it's just like again, it could just be something written into the computer program of it. If it's like you're flying your flying car in this country, you can't leave it. <laughs> it just self destructs. <laughs> Yeah, well, no. You're just, leaving country, Canada, or, without authorization. I like how that's. You could just turn, but I guess that's <laughs> good too. You got to make an example of the immigrant. I like project. how Bo's a designer. Like, what are we going to uh-huh. do to keep them in? It must explode. Like, but why don't we just turn them around? Like, no, no, explode. Yeah, you're okay. You should run for the Conservative Party here in Canada, Bo. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I think this stuff could be close on the horizon, and it's just like how we deal with it. I think the cost is going to be prohibitive too, just because you know, even if you go to like ride around on like a jet ski or something, those things are expensive and sure. they're not as complicated sure. as a flying car. I think I think we'll see flying cars. I would I would think in a densely populated area like say Japan or China, in places where 
it's much we have a lot of room here in north america we have a lot of big ideas i think and a lot of capability but i feel like we see this become a thing somewhere else in the world india maybe i don't know not that india is known for i I don't think um big technological advances in in a mass consumption scale but i would just assume in densely populated areas flying cars would be better than in sparse ones it it is funny because i i see the two like yes you're right yes like in big cities like tokyo or whatever you definitely imagine it because they want to use that extra space for for transport instead of having everyone glutted on the bottom bottom level i get that but also i get what mike's mike's sort of fantastical uh in terms of go anywhere like this country is like there's so many so many unpopulated areas because like we have great like amazing lakes and just different places around that are just fantastic we just haven't built roads up to them yet or they're not connected to the grid so to speak so i understand like those are the the two extremes like the heavily populated and the sparsely populated but both of which would benefit from something like this because wicked kitten in the chat mentioned that like the flying car for a long period is you might still have your regular car car but the flying car would be for extended visits for for long distances like you'd use it for a specific type of travel that isn't necessarily flying but doesn't need to be local to go get milk like that that in between spot like going to your cottage instead of it taking an hour to drive to your cottage it takes you 20 minutes on a fast speed car speed flying car but that's like for the rich person like who's got like you know, oh, here's my uh, flying long distance traveling thing, and you know, it trickles it's just, down to the middle class. But right? I mean, I said it before. I think, well, tr- the middle class is trickling away, in case you haven't noticed. But <laughs> but okay. I do think a plaything of the super rich for sure that will like. There's no question in my mind. I mean, that, they already have private it, jets. Like they have, what? like the rich have private airline services or yeah exactly so soon and you know but they you know they'll probably want personal ones that just fly around or whatever and and even if even if again you know we're talking about hypotheticals here even if it was accessible to everyone and you know all these hurdles were overcome and everyone could just have their sweet flying car and then again come back to like is it good or not and and i if we see in the context of like a city like both talking about like tokyo and or any of these like super densely populated things and then being like you know with with uh, automation controlling them so that it actually works, functions well. I can see how it smooths things in a city. But Crofton's point, which is the one that appeals to me, about like, oh, you could just go and explore. And uh, and I think our country where – like I like to go canoe camping, see our episode on camping, uh, where you go to see these places that no one goes and it's like fun. and it's, But it's hard to get to them. So long as it takes a week to get to a place where you're like, oh, I feel like I'm in the middle of nowhere. And you got your flying car. You could just zoom in and be like, check this place out. And then, though that appeals to me, I also, in my head, it's, it exists in this idea that I'm the only one doing that, right? Uh, but if you have, like, a million people, and if this happens, you know, as population grows, you have millions of people driving on their flying cars going everywhere. Honestly, that's not good. That's not going to be a good thing. because <laughs> You're going to keep finding all... a sweet camping spot and then be like, damn it, there's a freaking people here well, already. And then, you know, and just people being like, oh, I want to go look at, like, the caribou in the north, and you're, like, screwing them up. And, you know, like, we have to go and explore these places is what's appealing to me about it. But it's probably not good for those places. You know, we have so few wild places. 
I like the idea of like I can just go and check it out, but so is a million other people, and then well, ruin those it, things. It's not creating more people, so you're just like you're diluting your people a little bit. But, like, and people will still live where their jobs are, and they're only going to go out, you know, x x amount of far uh, distance. You no, know, I don't think where the jobs are. Remember my point? <laughs> Everyone's going to be connected everywhere. Well, well then, like... then in which case, instead of being densely situated in certain areas, like we are in the south edge of Canada, we'll be spread out a little more. Like, I mean, we are severely underpopulated for the amount of land that we have like i mean i, I get what you're saying like you, you know you get some yahoo that goes oh, i'm gonna go ride this caribou yeehaw you know like that's mm. that's, uh, that's that sucks point. i i get that but like i think that there's you know there's 30 million plus canadians i mean if they spread out a little more you have you look at vancouver you look at toronto you think to yourself like man it, it would be better if people were spread out a little more and this is something that would enable it i think so anyway yes. i, I I'm pretty much done on on flying cars, this fictional technology that we're talking. Uh, uh, but if yeah. you guys have more, uh... no, no, verdicts. Let's do it. All right. Uh, yeah, all I right. think it is verdict time. Uh, we've had uh, we've had a lot uh, to say on the subject, and uh, I think uh, we need to put our heads together and come up with whether we think this is a good idea or not. I'm just looking for the farm animals. Perhaps yeah, because I was going right. to say, this is uh, some classic stalling going on. <laughs> it's total stalling. Now we've come to the point in the show where we've all discussed this topic for quite a while, <laughs> right. and we need to work together here to come up with some good ideas. Okay, where the hell put that file? in the court i'd like to send a special thanks to mike for picking up on my stalling cue and providing some stalling of his own by repeating <laughs> literally everything both, i said I <laughs> he's like yeah it's like you just said blah 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 all right uh, i'm gonna go first no i'll go first all right crofton wants to no go i'll go go ahead crofton yeah all right so, uh so here, here's the deal uh with this one it, it's funny because we we've talked about putting our topics into various buckets before uh categories if you will and this definitely like falls in the same one as like uh virtual reality and, and some of these things that we've talked about in the past that are that are borderline fictitious but also likely going to happen um and so it's tough to know what sort of approach to have on them because there's so much that's unknown, right? Like it's just like wildly speculating. We can come up with a utopic version of flying cars or we can come up with like these gas guzzling monstrosities that are damaging the environment, sending like hillbillies to ride caribous, you know? Like we can come up with whatever – whatever we want in terms of these things. So it's, it's, it's tricky. And I think like, I do think they are, as Mike said, like if it was market driven, people do want these things. It's, it's one of those science fiction tropes that we've been coveting for your, for years and years and years. And I still really like this thing. And I haven't even driven for that long. I only got my driver's license in my early thirties. And I feel like like I don't need my flying car to be controlled by me. It can be controlled by a system. But if it allows me and millions of others to get places quicker, easier, with less of an environmental impact and more scenically because I'm looking down on things, then I mean that's awesome. Like it really sounds cool uh, as to the limitations of it, as to – the worst case scenarios, like, I mean, I don't think it's enough for me to come down negatively on, on this. And, like, because it's not a real thing, I don't even have to take that risk. So I'm going to say that flying cars are – the concept of flying cars are good. Good. 
there's the fanfare for good. All right, Mike, you want to go next? I think I have to no, close it. No, you wanted to go first. You go ahead. Um, all right, I'll go next. Uh, I think okay. Let's let's. So I like the idea of flying cars just because they're cool. Like without even any other rationale. Like a lot of people, just the idea that you can take a car, make it fly around, seems great. However, and we, you guys failed to bring this up in any sort of form of a joke, but I don't have a license and I don't drive. It just feels like we, we went a whole episode without cars and not one of you were like, Bo, your opinion doesn't really count because you don't drive a car, which is actually something I've heard a lot when I'm talking about regular car stuff. And, and it seems like how would I know really firsthand what the advantages would be in terms of, like, how, it does have zero impact on my life except for the ta- space taxis I'd take or air taxis um so, so is it good bad or bullshit I don't know what's <laughs> happening here. hey crofton got <laughs> turned now let me have a turn um so so i don't know i just think it's cool i like the idea of being able to fly around i like the idea of perhaps you know i feel like i'd be more apt to buy a car if i knew it flew around because that seems awesome um and i like everything mike said about the exploration I don't know. Apart from that, I feel like I don't have anything meaningful to say <laughs> on the subject. <laughs> you have a verdict? I, we talked a lot about it, but I'm like, I can't <laughs> tell if it's good or not. I mean, I just think it's cool, so I'm going to say it's good. Let's keep it simple. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised, Bo. This, if, if you ask me about uh, this topic and who this would be most in, in their wheelhouse, I would have said Bo. See, yeah, I like... Everything around the idea of the flying car, which is we're defeating gravity. So there's other cool stuff we can do there. We can blanket the earth in internet. If we can figure out how to make flying cars, we can make f- flying Wi-Fi spots and blanket us with inter- wireless, interconnect- wireless interconnectivity that's not necessarily at a satellite level, but at a sky level. Um, and, 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 you know, the AI implications that we talked about, I think, is really cool. Like, I'm all for it, but the actual car itself, like, I'm not a carophile. When people talk to me about cars, my eyes glaze over, and I'm like, "Yeah, okay." My carburetor yeah, but, broke, man. And I'm like, eh. "Yeah, but here, you know, you've someone who's taken a lot of rides in my car. You've 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 used you've been in a lot of cars in your life, yes. even though you don't drive one. Yeah. And so, who cares? Because it'll be computer driving it, so you don't need to have a license. You just true. get in and say." I mean, me I wasn't going to take it there, but I'll say we're all in the hive mind. We won't really need any of these things, but I still think it's I'm good. in the hive mind. I hope you're alone in there when it comes. <laughs> That's all right. not the point mind. of a hive I'm already alone in my own hive mind right now. <laughs> I'm not going in the goddamn hive mind when it comes. Okay. I'll stay out here in the real disgusting world sure. and die You'll in the You'll be part of the slave ca- case that serves the hive mind in the Okay, in the meat so space. flying cars, I'm going to say in my verdict, Bo, that was the most convoluted one I think I've heard from you. You're not saying something. Um... Okay, so flying cars. Now, I said at some point uh, that uh, I, I, I tend to try to bring things back to reality. Boring, shitty reality. And I think there's a lot of negatives to this as well. And I pointed out that the fantasy of it, and I think that that appeals to me, but I acknowledge that it's a fantasy. It exists in certain contexts in my brain, and I want that, but that's not what it, it's really going to be. Okay. Like, it's going to be like, Something control like when it comes along, it's going to be kind of part of a mass transit system. You get in, it takes you someplace. It probably won't be that exciting once you do it. Uh, I don't know. I, I I just really kind of think this whole this whole topic has a certain odor to me, and it's one of bullshit. And I'm going to give it the topic that the verdict of bullshit. Oh, we should. <laughs> you want, you want... Yeah, there you go. I, I, a double bullshit. I don't know that it needed that. I just think it's like. 
we get so hung up on what uh, what like there's there's other reasons it's kind of like why do you want the flying car and even when i think of my own fantasies of like oh i want to go and explore this place and then i think well i've done that kind of stuff like going camping or hiking or whatever and it was probably more rewarding to like clamber up the rock or canoe in there you know mm-hmm. it's like you're you're losing something by doing this and it's just like what it comes down to is like convenience and kind of like laziness and i don't know that we need to give human beings more of that i mean bo wants to actually get rid of his physical body because he hates it so much and live inside a computer <laughs> that's how lazy he is that's he awesome need... stop making it sound bad it's a great it's a reason great idea. to be more lazy it's just like well, I, it's I not lazy it's... if there's no choice Think about disabled people. They they can't get to certain places. Oh, don't get Mike started about lazy oh, okay. disabled people. <laughs> Mike hates disabled. Yeah, but damn you, Mike. <laughs> All right, actually, disabled's bad. We should say differently. Should able. Like ambulances, fire trucks, and like you know, any first those should be the flying cars. Everyone else should have to either like connect through your technology device or just like take a flying bus. Actually flying emergency vehicles. That's a really good, another good one for flying cars. I'm glad you've joined our side, Mike. Yeah. They um, exist. They call the heli- emer- helicopters. They, they <laughs> and in any case, I just think it's kind of a bullshit thing that it's just like, we want it. Uh, the, and the real costs of it, I, I think are not factored in and it exists still in fantasy. And though those technological breakthroughs could happen they haven't happened yet so right now this whole thing exists in a, in a realm of bullshit that's yeah. fine lots of things do thank you mr burns <laughs> okay stop stop making the thing go off uh, i'm trying i'm trying to wrap it up here and move 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 along you is know give you the, give the listeners what they want which is to probably follow me on twitter as soon as possible um so all right if you if you have thoughts on flying cars or if you have topics you want to suggest feel free to shoot us a line goodbadbull at gmail.com is the email address you can also visit our website goodbadbull.com uh you'll find all our our shows there you can sign up on itunes and uh stitcher and google play and all those podcasts uh, podcast places give us uh a review if you would like we love those five star reviews or comments uh anything tell your friends if you like us if you don't like us don't you know tell your friends that we're good um and uh yeah you can know uh, we're all individuals of individual natures you can all follow us on our individual channels starting with uh our own doc brown i'm talking about michael hodgins michael if people want to follow you where can they do so they can follow me on the twitter and enjoy my quarterly tweets at ml oh, hodgins you're doing quarterly You've increased the number of tweets per year. Are you <laughs> sure you have the the budget for such a such a big commitment and content? I, I put some thought into it. And Biff, uh, if people want to reach you, how can they do so? Uh, they can find me at Bo Schwartz on Twitter. And take this moment to um, pimp out a thing. If you go to uh, youtube.com slash core heroes, you can check out the vod of our heroes charity brawl that we did uh last weekend we raised can you fu- tell me what that is so uh a bunch of heroes of the storm podcast no, what's a vod oh video on demand oh jesus oh, okay. we did an episode on those didn't we <laughs> vods we talked about blogs that. and v blogs or vlogs and oh, no, I think it's somehow we didn't blog. talk about vod the entire time video on demand my friend um, okay. The video on demand of the Heroes Charity Brawl, where we raised five thousand three hundred thirty-seven dollars for the Make a Wish Foundation, is on there. We had a lot of fun doing uh, non-traditional, you know, breaking the game, so to speak, to do our to have our little fun there. 
So I just want to say, go check that out because, you know, it was funny. It's it worth your time <laughs> if you're into that kind of stuff. And you can find me massaging my tweets at Croft and Steers on Twitter. Um, I thought it was kind of fortuitous, Crofton, that you used a reference to a movie that included a flying car before we had the random topic. I mean, I know for the conspiracy theorists out there, you know who you are at real Donald Trump, who who think (laughs) that uh, we pre-select topics. This would give them ammo for that. Look, I'd love to get a tweet from real real at real Donald Trump saying at good, bad, bull, really terrible show. If if they're at real (laughs) Donald Trump followers, they know not to buy iPhones and check Twitter because they have to pay for Medicare first. So, right. You guys hear about that? I can't remember who came out and said just, that, but they just will choose not to pay for Medicare. I don't need Medicare. Yeah, but one of yeah, those yeah. guys—I don't I'm think it was Trump himself—was like people were complaining about the new medical plan in the states, and then someone was like, "Well, if you'd stop spending all your money on iPhones, you could afford Medicare." It's like, yeah, no, it it's a huge price a Republican congressman. <laughs> but I do, I do find it interesting how you always lament ending the show on a high, positive, jokey note, and then you're dragging us down into some sort of yeah. mire of political talk. Yeah, why are we talking about this? We're talking about the back- flying cars. We had flying cars. You Mike even gave me Back to the Future. We were going to set up for you like a great Back to the Future line. You could end the show on it. It would be glorious. It would be so funny. We'd all be laughing. This is all invented. There's nothing of the car before garbage yeah it's well, the usual like we should we know. should tell bo you know that's it you've got to find a spot now bo we're, we're done i'm not saying anything else oh my god you guys you make my life hard <laughs> that's what we're here for we, sometimes we all... i feel like that's why it's put on this video. are you a fan of the good bad or bullshit podcast consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com for as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.